0: Welcome to this podcast.
1: Welcome to Two Time Dads. I'm Andy, and I'm Kev. <laughs> like
0: Kev, it took you a little bit to, to click into what we were doing.
1: I was a little bit. Disturbed. I was just thinking of placing my thoughts elsewhere.
0: Oh, were you? Is that yes. is that what
1: you normally do when well, I start I, speaking to you? Well, I thought there was going to be quite a lengthy opening, sort of soliloquy from yourself. So I. would
0: no, I'm keeping it short and punchy. I am hosting the uh, the podcast this evening, and I've decided to to really take it by the scruff of the neck, you know, and and really kind of knock it into shape. And and I, I hope you're going to join me in this endeavor.
1: Okay, so we're going for a very concise, punchy sort of very. That's a very internet two point oh type. Of it's going to be tight.
0: It's going to be tight. We're going to cut out all the uh, the extra fat and uh, just crack to the chase. How are you this evening, anyway? We're going to crack to the chase. Yep. Good. Yep. And and possibly make um, up some new. Possibly cut to the whip as well. <laughs> We'll see how we go. How
1: are you this evening? I'm very well, but that's enough about me. <laughs> how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Right, on with the show. <laughs> what have you been up to this week, Kev? Not much. You?
0: <laughs> All right, you're really taking this seriously, <laughs> aren't you? Oh,
1: I'm just following following instructions. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is that not how it goes? No, no. Ah, what have you been up to? Been renovating. Again? I, have have you... I done this before?
0: Yeah. Didn't you build a wardrobe or something? I thought that was the end of your renovating. It should have been, but foolishly. like... You went back for for more.
1: Yeah. Like the captain who said, Oh, Titanic looks like a good ship. I'll have one last sail.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure I really hit the iceberg properly. I'll just reverse and and have have another another go. go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. So, what, what exactly has the renovating involved?
1: Well, it's involved a lot of painting. But it's the classic thing about renovation, right, is that you go, Oh yeah, we're gonna give that area a quick spruce up and that spruce up ends up taking three months of blood, sweat, n- and tears. It's
0: never quick, is it? It's never quick. No, no, Jeez just the sanding alone, you sort of that, that can be marriage ending just by itself. Sanding is the devil's work.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I it swear is. the devil just came, looked around and went Sanding. Yeah. That'll that'll, that'll that's I bet you that's purgatory.
0: Yeah, yeah, just just sand for just eternity. Sand. Yeah. Sanding and, um, and I'm gonna give you the fine, boards. And I'm gonna give you the finest grain sandpaper I can find. Either mm. that or the roughest. And um, there's not gonna be any there's never such thing as the perfect sandpaper that does the job exactly how you want it first time. i
1: bet you what it is is you get a, a, a massive oak tree and <laughs> they give you yeah, some like 300 got to sand off the branches. Great, yeah. Super fine and say, sand it smooth and you can leave purgatory. Yeah. But you never will. Or sand sand down to the
0: size of a matchstick. Mm. This this Californian redwood, three hundred yeah, feet high. That's right, and we're not taking the branches off first. And then you can go to heaven.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So so that's been your week. That's been my week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was was yours anything similar? Well, it's just that the tough thing is not that. Well, um, it's the backing it up in the evenings after a full day's work. Oh, I right. mean, so, like you know, woe is me. Yeah, and all that, but still. It, yeah, was t- it was exhausting.
0: Middle class life is exhausting. Yeah. So you were going to work during the day, doing the whole kid thing, putting them to bed and dinner and bath time and all the rest of it, and mm-hmm. then putting in a couple of hours on a sanding in the I evening. On sanding in the evening.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Was
0: your wife at least helping? or were you? So, no, it was. It was very much a joint effort. Oh, okay. So you were bonding over the sanding?
1: Uh, or was she just yelling at you? How do you define bonding? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you say, uh, I think you missed a spot up there. <laughs> no, no. The other <laughs> spot.
1: Oh, There are two spots now. Honestly, that just sounds like something else. Hey, are... <laughs> oh, God, I can't, I can't, I can't find it. What do you, what spot are you talking about? <laughs> That's what I've told you over and over again. I'm rubbing everything I can find. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you not use sandpaper next time? <laughs> yeah, but This is a super fine... Anyway, well, the yeah. podcast is really got off to a cracking start. But it's come out really well and saved an awful lot of money, actually.
0: Has it? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Painting is one of those things. As you say, you sort of think it's going to be a fairly straightforward job. And you, yeah. You're taking out another mortgage. Well, you're either doing it yourself. I'm, I'm always in two minds. Do I want to save money and do this myself? Or do I actually want to retain my sanity, my marriage... Um, and have a little bit of time to, to do anything else with my life. Other but than you're my...
1: extraordinarily wealthy, so you have that choice. <laughs> oh,
0: no, far from it. Far <laughs> from it, my friend. I painted my fair share of houses in my time. And, and, and I sort of find that you, you can kind of paint about 85% of it Uh, well, at least this was pre-kids, I painted a house. You can paint about 85% of it. And then the last 15%, all the little awkward parts around the eaves, like up in the corner, the roofs and around all the sort of the Mm. finicky kind of decorative features. And you think, "Uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave that till next weekend. Yeah, I'll I'll get to that. And you just never do. And the the problem with painting is that if you leave anything behind, mm. you don't appreciate the 85% that you have done. Your eye is instantly drawn to the 15% that you you haven't done or that you fucked up. so kevin on the podcast tonight uh we've got our favorite segment dad's drams dad's uh, Gems, yep. yeah dad's drams uh, tonight we're going to be reviewing the um we're gonna we're gonna be reviewing a, a different whiskey um different. Uh, we always local. review a
1: different whiskey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a change of pace and I'm not going to preempt it um right now. It's um, gonna be we'll a more there. punchy
1: review keeping It's gonna with be a your... punchy review. Okay.
0: In uh, keeping with the general style of this podcast. Uh we're going to uh take a look at the headlines that have caught our attention this week. Mm-hmm. Um uh, got it's actually been kind of hard to choose between them it's holy kind of,
1: shit there's a lot going on there ain't. is a lot going on, but a lot on. of it's quite a lot of it's full-on man it's serious stuff so we, we've tried to find things that
0: yeah because i i think the problem kevin and don't take this personally mm. you're not an expert on much hang on
1: hang on you are you familiar with the dunning kruger effect mm,
0: just remind me <laughs> You can take that as a no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Where those, I think you basically paraphrase it as those who uh, fucking hell. Let me let me try and get this out. People who only know a little bit about a subject Mm. tend to vastly overestimate and have too much confidence in how much they know.
0: Fuck, that's almost a personality description for us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's going be, be written yeah. on our tombstones, I think.
1: It is. So they tend to be overconfident in their knowledge of a subject Based on the fact that they're ignorant, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: anyway, so so it's been quite hard to to pick and choose between the stuff that's been going on in the world and the stuff that
1: we're qual- vaguely qualified to talk about. Yeah, which is a, a small pool. Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's <laughs> very, very very niche.
1: So we're going to talk about uh, an interesting form of social distancing, yep. and and uh, a, a slightly um, well not. Uh, we're never serious, really, are we? But we a little riff on uh, kiwis returning home and the barriers that are being put up. Yeah, which is something that, interesting. One
0: something you and I have both done, and I'm sure many of our listeners uh, have done or are co- contemplating doing coming home to New Zealand and um, and what it's like to, to return home mm. after you know years, decades away. Um, and uh, and we also thought we'd uh, we'd let you in on a little bit of a secret, dear listener, that Kevin Fitzsimmons actually quite a Quite a talented guy. Oh,
1: stop it! Yeah, I oh, mean, f- not,
0: not, not hugely talented, but no. he does, he does have one or two strings to his bow. We, you know, and and so again, I'm. I feel like we're going to give our listeners the sense that we're just this this party animal. You're always out partying, um, but we yeah. did, we did go to another party uh, during the week. And um, involved a trip to a bar where there was a um, a band playing, and so we're going to get Kevin's thoughts on the band
1: and on bands in general. When you're a middle-aged man, middle-aged covers bands. At what point does it become indecent, mm. and how do you do it and stay respectable? I I'm, think those lo- are the big questions that we're. going to I'm answer. looking
0: forward to hearing your thoughts on this, Kevin, because mm. I don't think I've ever really seen you achieve it. So yeah, it'd be good to. to no, to, I don't to... aim for respectable. <laughs> no, it'd be good to get a to get a sense of the gap between the theory and the practice. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. D- do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is what the same thing I tell my children.
0: <laughs> dad's strand. Dad, 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 dad's strand. Dad's strand. Dad's strand. Okay, so Kevin Dadstrands this evening is brought to you by. Um, I, I thought we'd go for a little bit of a change this evening. Actually, we're going mm. to try a New Zealand whiskey. A New Zealand. A New Zealand whiskey. Zealand whiskey. Yeah, it's not a contradiction in terms. It is the Thompson whiskey, um, and it is. Uh, it, it's it's kind of branded as a manuka honey smoked. Do you want to grab
1: that? Grab the, grab the box and bring it a little closer yep. there. Um, then use the New Zealand whiskey. The concept of New Zealand whiskey is relatively, I think, or a single malt. Is that a single malt? They market it as a single malt. I'm not sure. It's relatively new, the idea. there's been a flurry of them in recent yeah, years. Yeah, well,
0: New Zealand's kind of had a um, it has had a you know, single malt. Yeah, yeah, it it has had some past in spirits. Remember 42 below the vodka? Mm. That was a little while ago now, but we sort of got into starting to produce gins and um
1: so this one obviously whiskeys. thompson whiskey won a gold medal at the san francisco world spirits competition in 2016 so yeah um it's uh it's i think it was one of the first single malts of this sort of new batch to come out wasn't it
0: yeah um it's yeah, so it's it. I, I don't know um, how long Thompson has been around, but uh, it's so new that it's not actually on our go-to website, Masters of Malt um, I'm having to go to Whiskey nz to find out all about it. Before we what, um, Masters of Malt haven't reviewed it. No, well, not that I can find.
1: Um, Honestly, they're just. It's really, very shabby over. It there. has got a bit shabby, hasn't it? I know.
0: Um, so anyway, before we uh, crack into the official tasting though, shall we, um, mm. shall shall
1: we, we I'd begin for your thoughts. What do we what are we seeing? It's very pale. It's compared to say the um what did we have last the last episode, the Abelour?
0: The uh, was it the Abelour? No, it was the um Lefroy. Yeah.
1: Definitely very pale by comparison. Yeah, it's mm.
0: um it's just a it's like a urine color, isn't it?
1: I would, I would call that a light straw. As a I don't think a urine coloured oh, cell quite as well.
0: Okay, all right. So light straw, a light is, straw. but very, very, very pale.
1: Pale, pale straw.
0: I'm just smelling, if, if you can't kind of work that out from the audio.
1: Doesn't smell like urine either, which is good.
0: No, that's a that's a start. So it sort of smells kind of like whiskey. That's what I'm getting. It's it gets very subtle. I'm getting, I'm getting a strong sort of so whiskey. Slightly thing. slightly smoky? Slightly smoky, which is what they're branding it as, Manuka Smoke and uh and on the
1: manuka is a um native new zealand bush that That manuka honey is very famous so
0: yeah it's sort of a flowering shrub um and yeah quite a fragrant smoke and on the on the palate
1: that's a slight hint of spice in the nose there a little bit of cinnamon
0: it's uh okay so first impressions there's a little bit of spice it's quite mild is, is it, well, no, actually, the spice is quite strong, but the. Weirdly, the overall taste is a bit. i got to
1: say, it's a little bit bland for me. It kind of just. It's nice, but it kind of. If, you know how. Is, some there's no finish. It's that oily. No, that's right. It kind of just evaporates on your tongue.
0: Yeah, it just goes. There's a, there's a mm. quick hit of a little bit of spice, like my mm. tongue is still tingling slightly. Mm. But that's pretty much it.
1: But not with the sticking plastery, tarmac there is, thing. There's none it's, of that.
0: it's very light. Um, it feels,
1: it just feels, now I noticed that this is called Progress Report, right? Mm. And it feels, it feels young. It feels like it a feels young an, single malt. Still, you know, the first, the stubble, is. you know, they've just gone and bought the first razor, but there's... Still got a couple of pimples. Actually, yeah. the
0: pimples are really sort of the feature of the, of the whiskey at this stage. They haven't, they haven't really, they're kind of in full bloom, aren't they? Are um, you following me? Utterly confused by okay. that metaphor.
1: <laughs> so I'm just trying to take your anyway. A- and slightly disgusted. Yeah, but okay. yes, no, it does. It feels like an adolescent whiskey.
0: Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of complexity. There's not a lot going on there for my mm. for in my view. Shall I shall I read you some of the highlights from the um? But yeah, do uh, whiskeyandmore.co.nz review. Uh, so believed to be the world's first manuka smoked whiskey. Um... Something quite proud of. Made from 100% New Zealand-grown malted barley. Smoked using native manuka wood. Distilled through a hand-bitted cup of pot still. Yada, yada, yada. This work-in-progress bottling mm -hmm, Ah. offers natural smoke. Mm, Yeah, not particularly noticeable. Cinnamon, clove. Yeah, okay. Manuka oils on the palate. I don't entirely know what a manuka oil should taste like. Young, smoky, and fiery spirit. Um, yeah, I, I, can,
1: I can get a little bit of young, smoky, and fiery, definitely. As as a sample of what's to come. I imagine, yeah, in a few years' time, this will be very nice, though.
0: Yeah, they don't actually have sort of a kind of detailed taste- tasting notes um, for us to share with you, to be honest. It says that it's um, reminiscent of... Where did I say that? Reminiscent of... Uh, Thompson Staple will impart a smooth, natural smokiness reminiscent of peated scotch.
1: It is quite smooth, but not... Maybe this is the Manuka... The Maybe, Manuka it's just Maybe, Maybe it's as, just not as strong a... as a peat. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, you wouldn't expect it to be, I suppose. It's got a hint of it, but... Out of 10 drams? Oh, well, I'm going to give it an extra dram just for being from New Zealand. Mm. And that's just blatant bias. I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could certainly drink it. To what I? You know, I'd give it a five. Really? You'd go
0: that high? I'd, I'm probably down around about the three and a half. You, ooh, I just don't think boy that boy it, it doesn't. I mean, it's it's kind of theoretically whisky, but there's no real, nothing really to kind of hang on to. You know, like there's no there's none of the sweetness that you get from a Glenlivet or from a Speyside. There's none of the real smoky power you get from a um, from an Isla.
1: Well, I guess you have to take it. If As a young whiskey, you have to take it for what it is. Kevin,
0: I'm not you know. giving fucking
1: marks for participation here.
0: This is two tired dads, all right?
1: Look, if we can't be honest with each other... Hey, look, there are no losers in life. Everyone's a winner. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> Why don't I have $50 billion to my name? I feel like a loser half the time. Anyway. And rightly so.
1: <laughs> um, that, I'm enjoying it. One will be enough, though. Yeah, I'm, enough. it's I'm inoffensive, but it's yeah. I would uh, not I would, particularly memorable. Maybe it's just we're accustomed to, to the richer. Well, we've got quite discerning palates as well now. Well, now that we review these things professionally, once
0: you've once you've tasted tarmac and um, sticking plaster, you can't really go back. can it's you? It's a long
1: way from that, isn't it? Really, it's a, certainly
0: if the gory. The what was it? The Ardberg, Cory Bricken.
1: The Ardberg Cory Vrecken. This is if about as far removed. If, the, if this is the gangly teenager, the Abu Kari reckon is the wizened yeah. sort of ex bodybuilder of yeah. the,
0: the whiskey world. Yeah. 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 So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh that was the Thompson uh Manuka Smoke Progress Report Whiskey.
1: And I, I will be keen to see how this has matured we in a will, few years. Because I think it will be very nice. We will circle back around and, uh, and touch base with... Yeah, episode sort of 4026. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Very good.
0: The Headlines. It's that time again where we take a look at the headlines that have caught our attention from around the world. Not necessarily the ones that have made the most news, but the ones that we have found the most surprising... Or eye-catching. I'll tell you one that I saw this week, Kevin. Mm. Uh, it was a, it was kind of a, an interesting take on the idea of social distancing and the lengths that some people will go to enforce the appropriate two-meter distance. Um, there was an English pub owner mm. um, who had erected a full-blown electric fence.
1: Well, like the full thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, apparently it was between. From what I understand it, it was between uh, the bar and. The sort of the the rest of the pub, so that the, the punters wouldn't get too close to his bar staff. That and
1: feels like not the smartest to business. Model. Right? It really yeah, yeah. Stay away from it. Stay away.
0: I don't want to take your money. Yeah. Keep your distance. Um, but anyway, so apparently he didn't turn it on the whole time. But if things got up, looked like they were getting a little bit <laughs> out of hand, he could always flick the switch and, and away you'd go. And his theory was that you didn't need to turn it on all the time because, like cows, people. Probably wisely, assume that an electric fence, you need mm. to treat with caution. Right. Assume that it's on and be pleasantly surprised if it's not. I think was his it was his theory. But it did seem like quite an extreme way to, to enforce social and, distancing.
1: you know, drinking in an electric fence, what could go wrong? No, I, I don't Surely know. Surely someone tried to take a whiz on it just to see. Just to, as know, a dare. As a dare. If things got out of control. Have yeah. you have you ever touched an electric fence? I have once, yeah. By how accident. Did you, how did you find it? Uh, Pain, pain, Shocking. Pain, oh, very good. <laughs> Paint a picture for us. How did it oh, how did I, it? I was young come about? and we were going for a walk just through the in the country side out the back of uh, the hills where I grew up and I'm trying to remember how it happened. I just remember putting my hand on the fence and not realizing mm. and just getting this kind of... It's, yeah. a, it's a very weird feeling. Actually. It's
0: a strange feeling, isn't it? It's, You've had it too? I have had it too. Slightly controversial circumstances. I was... You know, going for a bit of a walk with a um with a with a paramour at the time. Uh oh. it's quite oh. late at night, and I was quite drunk, and I thought I'm just going to leap gallantly over this electric fence. <laughs> well, no, over this <laughs> what I thought was an ordinary fence. Put a hand on, and and as you say, it's a weird feeling because for a second, not a lot happens, and then all of a sudden, I thought I'd been kicked. Like <laughs> I thought I'd said something wrong, and <laughs> I've been punched. Yeah. And then I kind of found myself lying on the ground thinking, what the hell just happened there?
1: Really? You got like, it pushed you to the ground sort and of And ex- actually, yeah, well, I, my, uh, as
0: I say, I was quite drunk and I may well have lost my footing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, it, it really took me, took me by surprise. And as I say, it was quite dark at the time. So I wasn't entirely sure what the fuck was going on. And how did,
1: how did your paramour react?
0: Uh, I can't really remember. I think she went back to the party, actually. That was about it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> a lot. I don't really want to go into she too much more
1: detail, frankly. <laughs> no, please do. Uh,
0: so what? that's my sole experience. Of, she didn't um, go,
1: oh, you're you're so tough and brave because you can touch. You went like, hey, look at me. Oh, I'm going to touch an electric fence. No, I think she so. said, you fucking idiot. Right.
0: I'm off. See ya. Just like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, well, you know. Uh, you didn't drop a it's line better. like, you know, hey, baby, when I'm with you, sparks fly. And then you put your hand on the fence. You go, <laughs> I should hope you, have. Did not do I, cool like I should it? have.
0: Now that I think back about it, if I could wind back the clock about twenty-five years, mm. I'd probably use that line. But it's a little hard to use that line when your jaw has been clamped <laughs> shut by your muscles reacting uncontrollably.
1: I did uh, stop someone who was being electrocuted from being electrocuted further once. Really? Yeah. I was Tell very us odd about that when I was. Um, I was working in a hotel at Christmas time uh, in my youth, and they were putting up we were putting up christmas trees and this person went to plug um the tree in the lights and started to be electrocuted and just and i was up a ladder and just for a moment and they're just there i've never seen it happen before but it was odd you know they're just they're clutching they can't let go of it yeah yeah and they're just kind of like shaking and really "Yeah, yeah yeah and so um i just jumped down and i just kicked them off it
0: oh right kick them off it. I well you know just... pu-
1: push them with my foot <laughs> you thought they yeah, I was, I they're not going to notice this i'll just
0: give them a good kick in the balls just to you know add to the pain yeah. well suffering. i thought
1: i thought that was the least of their worries at the time <laughs> no i just sort of pushed them away yeah so that they would let go were they okay yeah they were all right actually really it, it happened very fast yeah yeah but yeah. it was i still i can still see in my mind's eye this person's just holding on to the thing and like
0: yeah, because yeah. that's what they always say. If you're if you're unsure about an electric fence, well, they always say if you're unsure about the electric fence, put your hand on it um, backwards, so not not palm down. Because if if it is if it does shock you, you'll clutch it tighter as opposed to palm down. Your fingers will go the other way. Personally,
1: is that right? I didn't I think, know
0: that. I think that's the that's the the received wisdom. I mean, personally, I just never touch a fence in the countryside because you're never fucking sure. And I'm a city slicker, so I wouldn't have a clue. Where, where, who... where do
1: you discover a tip like that
0: i can't remember who told me that i also remember being told that you can get a blade of grass i can't quite remember how it works i think you get a blade of grass and lay it then you can actually hear a little ticking or you can you get a like a it, it it's a very very faint conductor and so you get a little tingle so you know that there's something going on i don't know if it's true or not i've never tried it but
1: have you ever been up Close to those huge uh, pylons, the electricity pylons. Yeah, and you hear they those buzzing, buzzing. And, and they'll actually—it will going change there. as you get closer. Well, the, the frequent the sound will change so ever so slightly. Well,
0: is that a, is that a little Doppler effect, perhaps? That's pretty much the only bit of electricity stuff I know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah.
1: I guess you—you know—your electric field meets its electric field, and
0: and yeah, mm. the 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 Earth moves,
1: uh, kind of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> No, no that is a terrible. Yeah. You're not doing well with the metaphors in this particular No, book. I'm not. It's, it's <laughs> sort of going a bit, bit
0: off-piste. A little off-piste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so social distancing enforced via electric fences. It's uh, it's brutal. It's extreme, but presumably effective. Presumably you don't have too many issues with people crowding up and, and you know, and hogging the bar. No,
1: I'd love to know how much money you made yeah. that evening.
0: Yeah, and how much he had to pay out in, you know, electrocution related injury <laughs> claims, presumably.
1: Because I imagine it's not cheap to set up an electric fence, oh, no. or, or legal anyway. Or, but um, set it up in any the first number place. Of flaws that I can that's see, it. You got to sell a lot of, you know, yeah, gin to make up for it. You
0: must really have to hate your punters. Yeah, yeah, and and take those Ministry of Health guidelines
1: <laughs> very seriously. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, I'm getting the wage subsidy. Who cares? Yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to set up an electric fence. I've always wanted to do it. See yeah. what would happen. So the other headline, of course, that was in the uh, local news this week was the there are a lot of New Zealanders wanting to return home because of COVID, right? Mm. And uh, to date, the New Zealand government has been putting people up in hotels. So when you come back to New Zealand, you've got to quarantine for 14 days. Yep. They put you up in a hotel to quarantine New Zealand government pays for it. Yeah, They've said, okay, this can't continue indefinitely, mm-hmm. uh, what we're proposing. And I think both parties have agreed that this needs to happen. And they've said the same amount, $3,000. Yeah. You come back, you're going to pay $3,000 to cover the cost of you quarantining in those first two weeks. And the other thing they're doing is limiting the numbers.
0: Oh, that I didn't know that. But
1: well, I think that's the proposal was to say there's only so much space, right? So you can't all come back at once, right? There's going to be I don't know how they're going to enforce it. Mm. Um, whether you, you know, are they just going to say you can't get on the plane? I don't yeah. know how it's going to work. Yeah, it's but effectively, of, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be charged three grand to come back to your own country.
0: It's kind of an interesting one because I I I, I don't know. I did a law degree, but I. Didn't do very well. Didn't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> but I do seem to remember there being something. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a lawyer. I know. Quelle surprise. I know. Oh. What, what happened? Well, I, don't know. Anyway. Uh, I do Anyway. But I do remember. It's probably a bad metaphor about a, that. Something. One of the few things that I do remember from those years, um, distant as they are, uh, was that one of the things about citizenship is that you have the right to return to your home whenever you... Did you say you one know. of those things
1: about scissors and chips?
0: <laughs> that could be the other uh, oh, citizen? citizenship. <laughs> citizenship.
1: <laughs> citizenship. One other thing about citizenship,
0: <laughs> citizenship's got to and do citizenship, and scissors and chips is that you it's have another the right. Of your metaphors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that you have the right to return to your country whenever you want to? You know, right. so so it actually kind of raised some, presumably, some legal kind of technicalities. You know, with your effectively closing off your country to people not only because of the limit on numbers, but also. the the practical, you know, the financial... If you can't um, afford it. If you can't afford it, you effectively can't return to your country. Or wasn't there
1: going to be something around... Like like, means tested or something like that? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm sure there'd be some sort of exceptions
1: also for hardship cases and so on. Yeah, yeah. But
0: also the other thing for overseas listeners is that it's quite a big deal for New Zealand because so much of our population does live overseas like I think I remember there used to be some sort of stat there were like four million New Zealanders we're now up to five million but there was another million New Zealanders living overseas because one of the almost cultural traditions you know rites of passage we have um, is what's known as the big OE the big overseas experience where you sort of traditionally you would you know go through school go to university perhaps and then leave and, and travel around uh, it used to be Europe exclusively, but now it's obviously you know around mm. the world for at least a couple of years and and live and work and and get a bit of overseas experience before you came home. That's right. And so you you've got this kind of big expat community. So there's a lot of, actually a lot of Kiwis living overseas who who may well be thinking about coming home now. And to be uh, fair, we, we was, both did that. We, we, we both did it. We both did the OE.
1: And if I was still overseas, I'd probably be thinking. pretty seriously about it yeah i know a few people are considering it but it's quite interesting right because there have been articles in the um in the news this week around you know what returning kiwis need to remember about Mm. living in new zealand you know treating like it's some kind of quite foreign country yeah and they were talking to all these people who'd come home from australia and canada and europe and the whole thing and just saying about how I don't know if it's different to how how they remembered, yeah, or it's just quite. I mean, I remember there was a, certainly a period of adjustment, yeah. I, home, but
0: um, I really remember. I I remember. Um, it was it was it's kind of funny because I don't know if, if other nationalities have this kind of experience if they you know go back to their to their country, but you sort of think that you know I'm a I'm a Kiwi. I'm I'm going home, but in my case, I hadn't lived in New Zealand for about eight or nine years, mm. and so. It actually took a few, a couple of months to realise that quite a lot had happened in New Zealand over the eight or nine years that I I had no idea about. So there'd be all these little cultural references. You'd be having a conversation with somebody and somebody would throw in a little saying, which had kind of, I don't know, been in the news a few years previously. And you'd have absolutely no idea what they were talking about. It was always quite quite an off-putting experience, like, uh, sorry, all of a sudden we don't quite, we're not kind of connecting in the same way i think um, i'd be
1: quite pissed if i was like annoyed if i was if i was sitting overseas right now wanting to come home mm. and you're getting barriers chucked up yeah. to be able to do that you would you would feel quite a eh? Oh, today oh like you would be like you know why can't why can't I? it's my but, country but yeah
0: but equally i i know that there is well at least there have been kind of um you know parts of the population think well you know you haven't wanted to come home before now. Well, now yeah, that that's we've done true. all this kind of hard work and gone through quarantine all of anyone you want to come back. Okay, yeah. well, you know Oh well. That's 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 the breaks. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean sort of just in general, that kind of return to New Zealand, I, I remember being it's always it's always gonna um be a bit confronting. Partly because you sort of it all I remember thinking like it felt the adventure was over. Right. You know, you you'd sort of it felt like you'd kind of grown up overseas you told overseas me you felt that and... on your wedding day <laughs> well yeah it was a temporary blip oh, i sort it? of re- really regressed from that point on i think <laughs> um, but you know but you sort of feel like you know you've you've gone through school you've gone through university and then you're moving overseas and, mm. and often if it's not your first job it's sort of some of the kind of really formative experiences of your life you have overseas and then you're coming home and it sort of to some extent it feels like you've you're back to square one in a way and in and the, and the previous decade or whatever it's been hasn't really happened except you have two children coming along for the ride now. Yeah. Did you, did you did you sort of feel that that sense of like
1: the, you know,
0: the adventure had come to a... No,
1: I felt like it was just beginning, Andrew. Did you? Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Good for you. <laughs> you dick.
1: <laughs> no, well, we came back to have our first child so in a sense it was. It was just Yeah, a different that's phase. true. That's but true. there is that thing too around for when you're here in New Zealand and Kiwis are returning. There is that. Don't mm. you come back and be all Mister. Oh, when Mrs. I was in Big Paris, shot. this is yeah, the way this they had Montreal there. or in London, yeah. There's a. There's definitely an element. A little that. bit edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't come back with all your fucking grand ideas. Yeah. We're doing just fine. Yeah, as we are. Yeah, and um, I can I can see how that. I was conscious of that coming home, actually, particularly in when you get your a job here and you don't know yeah. oh when i was in london we yeah. all did it bloody block you that- didn't
0: call people yokels to their face did you yeah that's right that's a that's an important tip you yeah. know for listeners don't do that and you go up to a group of,
1: of people and just go yeah
0: don't do that either yeah no
1: don't do that that's a tip you'll
0: get a punch in the face yeah. yeah
1: so it would be annoying but um it does feel like there's uh weirdly a sense of us and them about other kiwis wanting to come home which yeah. is kind of i don't know it's a little weird. It's
0: a little weird. It's not how New
1: Zealand operates.
0: No, particularly because so many of us have done that OE, and we've you know, we've, so many of us have kind of been in that position. Yeah. Um, and look,
1: some of us were just smart enough to foresee a global pandemic and get home in time. Yeah. So yeah. Take so a good you long hard look at yourself. Yeah.
0: Another big night out uh, for the two of us with uh, with some friends of ours, Kev, some last other dads. week. Some other dads. Another dads night out. Uh, this was a whiskey and steak night. It was um, it was being billed as. This was the, the, the day I was coming back from New Plymouth, actually. I mm. got stuck in a whole pile of traffic um, coming back into Wellington. You guys, the four or five of you, um, were... Kindly sending me photos of all the steak and the whiskey that you were drinking yeah. while I was stuck in, went, in traffic jams. And it was
1: largely gone by the time you arrived. Which yeah, is... no, I
0: was really, really grateful for that. It really yeah. kind of picked me up for the evening. Um, but, uh, yeah, so no, we, we gathered um, at uh, at a mate's place. And, um, well, you guys had whiskey and steak. Yeah. I came a little bit late. you had instant noodles. One thing that surprised me, I didn't, I didn't foresee the direction the evening would take. Though mm. we, um, partway through the evening, we decided to head down to the local RSA. So that's uh, the Returned Servicemen's Association, the kind mm-hmm. of the veterans' club, um, which anybody can go down to. Um, yep. because they were having a a band night down there. Yeah, we like we, band, covers we band. Th- we thought we'd go down and, and hang out with um, at the RSA, because
1: that's what you do when you're a dad and uh, you get a night out. Yep. Yep. you know, got to. There's a. You go to a suburban RSA. Yep, and listen to some music. What was the name of the band that we listened to? The band were wonderfully called the Gentlemen of Rock.
0: And can you uh, paint our listeners a, a mental picture of the band and and their general style?
1: <sighs> How do you describe? They're a bunch of pot-bellied middle-aged men, weren't they? No, that's harsh. <laughs> That's, That's basically what they were as far as I could tell. No, and I'm biased to this because, <laughs> because that would be me. Yeah. 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 No, I thought they were a bunch of very suave middle-aged men, um obviously masters of their craft. Yeah. Cranking out to be fair, it was a good set. They were banging. Rock classics, Metallica, yeah. Nirvana. Well, they, they
0: finished with um Queen. Enter Sandman, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, took me by no, surprise. No, no,
1: yeah, I didn't ex- I didn't see that coming. There was some Bowie. That actually, the set was very good. Yeah, I thought
0: really. Yeah, uh, well, so this because I like the kind of music, and this is something that our listeners <laughs> might not uh, realize that Kevin is a bit of a bit of a muso himself. And actually, and in all seriousness, I'm not. I'm not just being um, uh, being joshing. I'm not joshing him here. He is actually quite an accomplished musician. And you are you are well, I describe you as a professional musician for well, I was at one point significant period of your life Mm um so so you you rated them you thought they were pretty good
1: and i enjoyed the set yeah the set list was good oh right i didn't say anything else
0: the performance actually the the guy
1: the the, the front man was i thought on the whole to be honest when you go down to the local rsa and there's a covers band on they were way better Mm. than what you would expect what you would expect do you know what i mean
0: yeah um and what, what what about the crowd how would you describe the crowd? The
1: crowd was, yeah, that was a mix. <laughs> we were at the younger end, actually. Yeah, I didn't. I, I certainly didn't foresee that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I no, think cr- probably a classic suburban crowd. Really. Yeah,
0: but they were having a good time. We were all having a good time, actually. And we then, were. And then to to cap the evening off, we went back to our mates' place and sat down for a uh, continued the whiskey and a detailed <laughs> discussion of um, tax policy. <laughs> And I'm not even kidding. We no, genuinely did that. It's pretty rock and roll. We we're talking about universal basic incomes and uh capital gains tax, I think. Mm. Yeah, so no, party tied yeah. on.
1: <laughs> it went off <laughs> into the small hours, yeah, I
0: believe. Actually it got quite heated at one point. Mm, I oh, think we, around
1: the, the estate tax, I believe. It yeah,
0: was, and then well, so it was the estate tax. You were really, opposed to it, obviously, because you're really fabulously wealthy. Drove fishers through the um through the the gang and then and then, you know the, the, the party lines were drawn over the correct pronunciation of the word often. That's right. Do you remember that? That we was had, thrilling. Is it often or often? So, you know, so we're cracking out the Oxford English dictionary and everything. It was um it, it was, was quite the night. But it did <laughs> it was big. It did make me think, when is the is, is there ever um a point at which as a musician you say, you know what, I'm too old to be doing this shit. I, I'm gonna gracefully retire my, my pick or my um my drumsticks and um, <clears throat> and kind of you know find you know really get into my gardening or my my needlepoint. Mm. Have you have you ever asked yourself this question,
1: Kev? Oh, all the time. There. So what you have the key right mm. is you can't try too hard.
0: No, no, no. You've got to be ironic about the whole you've, thing. You've don't
1: you? got to be. Yeah, yeah. And I, I th- there's a very fine. Lo- I think the Gentleman of Rock were just on the right side. Just on the right side. Well they call themselves the gentlemen of rock, for example. (laughs) But that could be tongue in cheek. Could be tongue in cheek. I don't know if they were taking themselves too seriously. It didn't look like they were. At at moments. At moments they I thought I think they they were just When they were telling sort of
0: shut up and just listen.
1: (laughs) I thought that was a little bit on the nose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There was that whole speech he gave about the EQ on the guitar. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't follow all of it no it sounded very interesting that if you knew what he was talking about That cleared the dance floor for a moment did a little bit did a little bit um but there, had, no so it's a very fine line right mm. so if you've got if you're interested mm. and if you're an an older gentleman i.e our age yeah so basically 35 plus yeah i think you've
0: you need to be
1: quite c- you careful c- you've got to put away the tightly the pants
0: yeah yeah you haven't done that yet
1: because, do you remember, we went to... Oh, you got
0: a shapely pair of legs, obviously. Well,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. Um, they're, not, uh, they're not leather anyway. Aren't they? No. Are they fake? No, they're genum. Not genum. Jiggings. Jiggings. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Jiggings, that's right. They're yep. stretchy jeans. Right, okay. Yeah. But, okay. So, here's, here's an example of one where it went wrong. <laughs> so, we had a, a couple of years ago, mm. we had a boys weekend away, golf weekend. Because we're just crazy oh, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. we went to uh we went to see a we went to a bar in a small New Zealand town, yep. and there was a duo mm. playing rock covers. I'd forgotten about this. Yeah, and they must have been in their mid, early to mid fifties, and it was the classic. They've been cranking out the just for men hair dye. I swear there was a bit of makeup going on, yeah. And they were playing to and they they had quite tight
0: tight shirts open down to around the the nipple area, mid
1: chest, mid chest. Yeah, there was probably a medallion or two. Yeah, and just trying too hard. Yeah,
0: and it's quite hard to put your finger on exactly what defines the trying too hard. But I think there's not there's not not a lot of smiling. It was a lot like, of pouting.
1: Imagine Duran Duran, yeah, but 40 years older, yeah, but still trying to look like they were, yeah, 40 years prior.
0: To be fair, it was it was a pretty big night from memory. Like I don't think the crowd was holding back too much. Mm. For, for, we're talking about the same night, yes. I mean, I, we I didn't get home so. until about five thirty in the morning. I think. The eight AM tea time was rough. I remember that
1: it was quite a big night, but yeah, I I do remember that 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 duo. So that was an example yeah. of you've got it. You've got to be a little bit self aware. Yeah, and they weren't. They would still thought they were just kind of they cool. They still had it. They yeah. Still, yeah. They were like, we're still down with the kids, man. Yeah, and you know we're rock stars.
0: Can you describe for our listeners your band and and how you? Because I'm kind of I, like I, I'm genuinely interested in this because I think. One thing I've noticed about growing up and growing old and decrepit is that it's very easy to kind of, like, just lose all those hobbies that you always kind of enjoy, but you no longer make time for. You you are very good at kind of, like, carving out time to do stuff that you enjoy and to kind of keep you fresh. So what's 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 your band about what like, keeps me sane well what's yeah. but like what's the what's the principle behind doing a band so, why do you do it
1: big difference right so the band that well I, apart from just the joy of playing music mm. um the band that i'm in we're an originals band mm. right so it's different if you're in a covers band mm. that's a different kettle of fish how so right the originals band you can do what you want yeah you know because no chance you're an original are, yeah, nobody's heard of you. Yeah. You know, you can kind of be as ridiculous as you want because no one's going to assume you're taking it seriously. Really? I think so. Doesn't writing your own songs imply that you take yourself a little bit seriously? Well, yeah, but I guess it's the, there's something when you do covers, it comes loaded with all the baggage of the original artists, right? right? So you're inevitably
0: setting so, yourself up for a comparison
1: with Bowie or U2 or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be. And there's also the people who try too hard and who think they're rock stars when they're playing other people's songs right is automatically just, automatically you're just a dick themselves out. yeah like have a good time and have fun with it but you're not a rock star yeah so just put it away so why do you guys
0: um you know play like what's the is it are you doing it for the money we do. You... It, we,
1: we do it for the joy of playing music knowing that we will just soldier on in total and just do your own thing, anonymity, and do our thing, and do it, do it to enjoy it. And it must be because we enjoy
0: it. It must be quite fun performing, though. It's not. It's not a case that you sort just locked away in a garage. You, you guys have played some reasonably we, big gigs.
1: Oh yeah, look, we, we, you know, we bust out the the big hair, and the, <laughs> uh, the, fans yeah, yeah, and the the like pants, yeah, the fishnets, snake, the snake. Have, skin jeans the snake skin, and, that's yeah, right yeah. sort of poison circa 1988 yeah yeah, yeah but no no in all seriousness
0: like don't don't play yourself down you have played some some reasonably big gigs so it's not like you're just kind of stuck in your garage just you know no but I guess getting away at your own thing
1: if we were trying to do like trying to be Van Halen yeah probably would be a little bit embarrassing regardless yeah. of what genre you're playing but I think if we were doing originals and trying to be like some 80s hair metal band people would just assume we were taking the piss yeah anyway but yeah, I think there's I think there's a difference between originals and covers and I've played in covers bands as well mm. right and uh, at the end of the day you know you're just you're there to entertain people you're playing you're like a DJ or right you know you're just playing someone else's tunes because people like them and so what you want to do is do the tunes justice mm. but don't take the credit for it like they're your own and I thought the gentleman of rock stayed on the right side of that line yep. but the Duran Duran wannabe duo did not did not. Has your, I mean, you've been doing music for a long time, you
0: know, in addition to, you know, your regular job and, and all the rest of it. Has your, have you always had that kind of sense that this is just, if it takes off, great, but oh, I'm not going to worry too much about it? Or is this sort of something you've kind of matured
1: into a real... Oh, no, we're, we're desperate for success. <laughs> in the words of Kaiser Chief's lead lead singer, we'd wank off a tramp for fame. Really? Mm. Hmm. Whatever it takes, ma'am. Okay. Give me a warning needed. before you do that because I don't want to be anywhere near <laughs> it. <laughs> no, there comes a point where you just become, there's always something in the back of your mind going, wouldn't Wouldn't it be what nice if, if a yeah. group of middle-aged men playing sort of alt-country got discovered as the next big thing? Yeah. You know, Has that
0: ever happened, do you think? N- uh, no. No.
1: Well, no. Not, not as anything more than a novelty act, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, fuck, it's a really good question. I'm going to do some research and see. I see, are there any bands out there who started really late mm. and sort of come out of nowhere? Mm. Because there are certainly plenty of old
0: musicians who have been doing it for a long time, but come to sort of prominence, you know, later in life, you know, or there sort of be session musicians, for example, and, you know, who have, you know, gained appreciation sort of as they've built up this kind of you know, this this catalogue of, of work and been involved in lots of things over the years. And people said, actually, you know what? Because, for example, um, I remember uh, that there was a, a group that did all the backing for the Motown mm. singers. I can't remember what they were called. Um And it was only sort of later oh, yeah, on. That yeah. People people were like, fuck, you know what? They've been involved in a whole shitload of stuff. And they've never really got credit until, you know, much later. In-
1: That's a slightly different thing, though, because they are as a session musician you know what your role is right right? to support yeah you're there to play and to play well Mm. right and and to serve the song Mm. you know you know you're not the 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 star or the vehicle for the song Mm. as it were so i think that's a different thing i'm man i'm sure there's loads of people who've toiled away in obscurity Mm. you know their entire lives you know that that's how it is yeah um but yeah, so essentially, if you are listening to this and thinking of forming your own covers band, just remember, there's don't a fine line. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take yourself too se- Put away the leather pants, you know. Yeah. Like the, the rip jacket, the jeans. The hairspray, there's a place for that. There's always a place for hairspray.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. But, uh, Words of advice from Kevin Fitzgerald. It was a bloody good night out, though. It was a good night. Yeah. 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 Gentlemen of Rock, I don't know if they're on any of the social medias. Loving your work.
0: Kevin I think uh, on that note we might wrap things up I don't know whether we stuck to my, my my you know vision of this podcast as
1: being you know short and punchy and to the point but um, well I think if you meant that as vague and waffly and Uninformed. We, we hit the mark. <laughs> We've succeeded.
0: I know. We incredibly did go off, well. We did go off a little, um, uh, a little off piece at various points. And in actual fact, you guys are probably listening to the heavily edited version of this mm. podcast. The original recording session lasted about eight hours. Yeah. We had a little nap in the middle of it. Yeah, that's right. Two meals. Um, but lovely to speak to you again, uh, Kevin.
1: And you, a reminder to all our listeners to follow us on the... Uh, this is Here, look at this. I'm doing the social media you, plug-in. you've, yeah, proud you've, of me. learned, you've learned. The, the social media, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. Yep. Um, we uh, sporadically go and chuck stuff up on all those platforms. So it'd yeah, be thanks for uh, our attention. And please do subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you feel so, uh, so encouraged. And ideally five stars.
0: And please uh, do let all your friends know about it, your... Work acquaintances, your family members. If you um, if you've already subscribed to the podcast, steal their phones, subscribe uh, to it on their behalf as well. I'm sure they'll thank you. You're doing them a favour, public service. Um, And uh, and we'll see you again in due course.
1: Yeah, two weeks for uh, episode eight. Yeah, boom boom. Catch you then. See ya.